Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. Scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. my friends and happy Thursday. Today we will be continuing the story of Jesus' birth. Before we begin, I did want to share a couple of fun facts. First of all, chapter 2, where we are just beginning, is written up to two years after the birth of Christ, and we'll see why people believe that coming up here. Second, we are introducing a brand new character to our narrative today, and his name is Herod. Specifically, this is talking about Herod the Great. Now, a fun fact about the name Herod is that it did not refer to one person. It was actually a family name. So picture your last name. My last name is Grove, and no one would hear the word Grove and automatically think of only me. It is a family name. In the same way, Herod is a family name of Roman rulers over Israel at the time. When we jump in today, we're going to start off with Herod the Great, and we'll actually meet some of his sons and some of his grandsons later on in Matthew and throughout the New Testament. So today we are talking about Herod the Great. With that in mind, let's dive into chapter 2, starting at verse 1, reading from the ESV. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly, and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go, and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh, And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. 
again, we'll pause here. And I just wanted to share, I know personally, I always pictured this part of the story, the wise men coming and bringing their gifts, happening as Jesus was a baby. But as we heard, this could be up to two years later. Jesus could be a cute little toddler, and these wise men and their company are coming and offering him gifts. So what is the significance of gold and frankincense and myrrh? In the research I've done, it sounds like all three are extremely valuable during this time. So they are offering this little toddler gifts of extreme value. I've also read, and it seems like some people believe that these gifts are actually symbolic. Gold can be symbolic of royalty, showing that Christ is a king. Frankincense, which was commonly used as incense during worship, could show that Christ is in fact God. And myrrh, which was commonly a perfume or used for anointing or embalming, could show that Christ is a priest and a man. So we see through these gifts that they could be communicating or symbolizing Christ as king, Christ as God, and Christ as man. Another fun fact is that all three of these gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, were all used in the temple. So not only are these gifts of extreme value, but they are also depicting Christ as our king, Christ as our priest, Christ as God, and Christ as man. Experts also believe that, as we'll read, when the family flees and has to move, that these could have been provision for them as they moved. That these valuable gifts could have been their source of income as they had to flee their home. Which is pretty amazing that God would give the family of Mary and Joseph that amount of financial support from complete strangers pretty amazing. We will finish up here uh, by reading starting in verse 13. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod the king. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping in loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they are no more. I am really shook this time around reading the Christmas story that I never noticed the bravery of the wise men. 
we see how angry Herod is. He goes and kills children. How easily could he have killed the wise men if he caught them running from him? I also wanted to point out that uh, Mary and Joseph and Jesus remained in Egypt until the death of Herod, and that was until 4 BC. Just to give you an idea where we're looking at in history. With that in mind, that's all we have for today. See you tomorrow. I am so proud of you for starting with scripture. If you enjoy these free podcasts, please consider contributing to the ministry at Hesed Heart. You can do this through the Anchor app or by visiting hesedheart.com slash give. You can also visit hesedheart.com for even more resources, including faith-based yoga and Bible-based meditations.